Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972 Go Men's Tea or visit mensteaclinic.com. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105 Through the Fan right now, brought to you by Ford and your North Texas Ford dealers. Ford is the best in Texas. It is the executive vice president of your Dallas Cowboys, Stephen Jones. Good afternoon, sir. Good afternoon, guys. How you doing? We're doing good. We've been kicking this around most of the day, and I know we got to hear from some of the players. I would love your takeaway on this as well, is exceedingly close with an opportunity to win on the road against the team with the best record in football, so that's a positive, or do you just look at it as we had a chance to win and we didn't, so that's a negative? Yeah, I look at this as, uh, you know, there's a lot of football to be played. Uh, obviously, we had some great opportunities there uh, throughout the game. I mean, we had started off with Sam Williams with the sack fumble that came right back to the quarterback. Uh, had another fumble uh, in the red zone, uh, you know, with Swift that uh, went right back to him. And, uh, and then, of course, the butt fumble at the end. And, you know, we were just right there on the verge. Uh, we had the Long drive there, uh, you know, that stalled out uh, after a sack when we had first and 10 from the 30 uh, inside of two minutes. And then our defense did a great job, great job of managing the clock and got down there and gave ourselves a chance to win. Obviously, we didn't get it done. It's a game of inches. Uh, We had opportunities, but hats off to the Eagles. But, uh, you know, this is a a long journey, uh, the NFL and uh, a season. And uh, we've got a lot of football left to play, I think, we continue to get better. Uh, that's a really good football team we were up against. Uh, you know, a tough environment up there in Philly. There's no excuses. Uh, they won the game, and uh, hats off to them. And we have to continue uh, to work to get better. But there's, you know, there's a lot of good things that come from that in terms of, you know, the, obviously Dak and CD are really getting uh, a connection going. Uh, there's a lot of things we can improve upon. And, uh, you know, we just got uh, Got to make some plays. They do a really good job on their third and shorts and fourth and shorts that uh, a lot of people are trying to figure out how to stop them on. But uh, uh, we just have to uh, continue to execute, have to continue to get better as a team. I think the body language on our team is good. Uh, I think we're a confident group, and uh, we just got to go uh, continue to improve and, uh, you know, hopefully peak at the right time. Uh, you know, which is uh, as we move forward to continue to get better and uh, win, win a game like that that uh, we didn't get done last night. It does seem like this was another game with your preferred offensive line that maybe is not playing to the level we would have expected at the beginning of the year, particularly it felt like a tough day, a really tough day for Terrence Steele yesterday, did it not? He's a young player, and, um, you know, obviously uh, they've got some really good pass rushers. And, uh you know, those are things we have to look at uh, as well in terms of, I know at times we uh, chipped and gave him help, but, you know, when you got guys like uh, Riddick and Sweat that line up in those wide nines, uh, 
you know, you, you've got to uh, understand that they're going to give, uh, you know, our guys uh, some troubles. But uh, I think Terrence will learn from that. Uh, he's such a focused individual. He does things the right way. And uh, I think uh, he'll get better from that. You know what you're talking about there, Stephen, is sometimes since the Rangers just won the World Series, sometimes a good pitcher just doesn't have it on that day. They're they're fighting and they're trying, but they just don't have it. Can that that seems to happen at times with offensive linemen where maybe I don't know if it's a loss of confidence in the game, but can you kind of talk about football where an offensive lineman maybe a couple plays don't go his way and then to try to fight that feeling of like I'm effing up right now for my team. I gotta I got to do better, and just the same thing as a pitcher. I'm on the mound trying to do the same thing, but you kind of have some negative thoughts in your head. Analogy, and I think what it goes to in football more so is just the matchup. And uh, you know, throughout my 30 years of being in football, uh, you know, I, you know, people used to say uh, certain players would get the Eric Williams flu, and uh, uh, you know, certainly you go against a. Uh, Zach Martin will tell you, you go against an Aaron Donald, you know, you're going to have your hands full. And, uh, you know, I, I think it's just matchups. And then, uh, you know, going in, it's going to be a tough matchup in terms of your skill set versus his. And then a couple of plays don't go your way. And I'm sure, uh, you know, you just got to have a strong mind to sit in there and, and, and keep firing at him. And, you know, like I said, I think we can do things to help that as well. Uh, you know, obviously we're trying to, you know, when you keep a guy in the chip and that type of thing, it's one less guy out in the route uh, that can make a play for you. But those are all things that, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll learn from in terms of uh, getting better as a team. Uh, you know, you just got to uh, know that, you know, the Eagles are going to, you know, they're one of the top teams in the league. We feel like we are too. It was just uh, one of those nights where we didn't quite get it done. We were right there knocking on the door and had our opportunities, but didn't quite get it done. One of my huge positives from the game is the development of Jake Ferguson. I know that's not his first good game of the year, but it just seems like as you guys have lost Schultz, moved on, that Jake Ferguson keeps getting better and better as the season's progressing. Yeah, we really feel good about that position. I think uh, Jake's just doing an amazing job. His run after catch is really uh, becoming, it's not a surprise anymore. It's just consistently good. And uh, so I think, uh, uh, you know, really like that tight end position. I think Spoonmaker, he made a great catch there. Uh, we can do a little better job executing that play in terms of making sure he's in the end zone when he makes a big catch like that. But uh, I really like that position. Another guy who's coming along good, obviously, is Tolbert. And I think after a tough drop early, Gallup uh, responded well, uh, making some big catches and uh, obviously drawing that P.I. Uh, call, uh, you know, there at the end of the game was nice. So, and, of course, uh, you know, obviously Tolbert, uh, I just think he continues to develop. Jack's getting confidence in him. So, you know, there's a lot of positives about uh, about our offense. Obviously, Dak himself playing at a, a really high level. Uh, we protected the ball well. Uh, I don't even know that we put the ball in harm's way uh, in terms of the way we look at it from a, uh, you know, from a coaching staff standpoint. So, you know, we, we protected it well. We had our shots to get. Uh, to get the ball, and, uh, you know, the ball just didn't bounce our way. But uh, we, we have to continue to learn from this. We can grow from this. Uh, we have to give the Eagles credit, but we've got to uh, – I, I like uh, this team. I like our personnel. Uh, I like the way we're playing the game, and I think we'll respond. Now, when you're talking about some of the really positive things about Michael Gallup and the development of Tolbert, I, I'm kind of curious how it balances all out. And 
if that's come at the expense of Brandon Cooks at all because it seemed like he was picking it up the last couple of weeks. He was a non-factor yesterday, and it feels like he's had a disappointing season for somebody who I thought was going to have really big things this year. Well, I think sometimes you uh, you don't you don't necessarily see on on the stat sheet or the target sheet what he's doing. I mean, when he lines up out there, he's got people's attention. Everybody knows uh, he can run by you. I mean, you turn on the tape and watch it, and uh, you know they're bailing real quick in terms of not wanting him to run by you. Uh, obviously, he didn't get the targets and the touches uh, last night, but he had a you know a really nice game the game before and. You know, when you got uh, the four receivers and the tight ends and you got Pollard, uh, you know, not everybody's going to get uh, the optimal touches uh, with each game. And uh, that's a good problem to have uh, uh, in terms of, uh, you know, especially when you got CD getting, you know, the, the number of targets and touches he's getting, which he's, you know, that really that connection between him and Dak are uh, certainly good. And when you got a number one uh, like CD, he deserves to have those targets and, and those touches, and he's certainly making the most of them. And, uh, you know, you can always walk out of the stadium and say, boy, I wish Tony would have touched it uh, half a dozen more times and wish we'd have gotten uh, Cooks a few more targets. But, uh, you know, the other guys are doing their job, and they're deserving uh, the chances that they get. And she said uh, Ferguson's really stepping up in a big way for us. Uh, I know Schoonmaker, given the opportunity, he's making, uh, doing his some of the dirty work in terms of the blocking. Uh, we've just got a good group that I, I think, uh, in, in my opinion, uh, just uh, has a, uh, you know, playing the right way and should just get better with each week. And uh, obviously we're going to have to do that if we want to get to where we want to be. Now, with all that in mind, I was hoping you could tell us anything about Martavis Bryant and if he's coming in to work out tomorrow, somebody who's been out of the NFL for the last five years. Yeah, he'll be in this afternoon, and we'll look at him. And uh, he's been out of the league. He played in uh, uh, the USFL or XFL. Forgive me for uh, which one it was. We've got about three or four leagues now, I think, going on in the off season. But uh, uh, he's a guy who got caught up, uh, you know, obviously, uh, you know, in his suspension. And but it's a guy that's, uh, you know, a big, strong, uh, fast receiver that uh, we'll certainly take a look at. Now, one of the things I, I was curious your takeaway yesterday was, did it feel like a penalty-happy referee crew at all? Or if not, what led to so many penalties for the Cowboys? I know the Eagles had that problem as well. Well, it was, uh, you know, what you want is consistency, and I guess you could say it was consistent. I don't know, <laughs> you know, sitting on the competition committee, that, uh, you know, that's not you know necessarily what you – I want to see is 20 penalties in a ball game, but, uh, uh, you know, they were, uh, pretty, you know, I don't think you blame the refs for anything here. I mean, I'm sure the Eagles had some calls they didn't love. And, you know, we had some calls that we felt like could have been called and had some that we felt like shouldn't have been called on us, but that's the NFL. And, you know, they're calling the game, uh, you know, when, when they see a foul, they're, they're gonna, you know, in their mind, they're calling it, but, uh, 20 a lot, but, uh, you know, that's part of it. And, it wasn't, uh, you know, it was pretty, seemed like it was pretty consistent in terms of uh, they were even-handed. Since you are on the competition committee, I know we've asked you this about it before, but you saw it again in person. Still still good with the tush push or the brotherly <laughs> shove or whatever you want to call it? Of course not. I'm against it. Uh, we're playing the team twice a year that probably does it the very best. And 
they've perfected it. I'm saying that in jest. Uh, you know, there's no injury data or anything that would suggest that, uh, you know, it's a bad play. And so you have to, you know, that's the, the things that we're looking for. Uh, you always look at it in terms of uh, a play like that. You look at it every year. I know we'll give it another good going over in terms of uh, making sure the injury data is not, uh, not an issue. And, uh, you know, continue to look at uh, the way it affects uh, ball games. But, uh, you know, hats off to the Eagles. They do it uh, the very best. And uh, uh, they've obviously worked on it and perfected it. And, you know, it's got uh, a bunch of def- top, top defensive coordinators and head coaches uh, trying to figure out the best way to stop it because obviously they're very efficient at it. I was wondering about Leighton Vanderesh. I know he can come back for this upcoming week. I didn't know if there was an update on Vanderesh and his progress of coming back this year. Yeah, he's still, uh, I would say that's still a question mark as to when uh, or will he come back this year. I think that's a work in progress. Uh, in terms of uh, his injury, but it certainly won't be uh, uh, this week or, uh, for that matter, probably in the next couple of weeks. And then I was going to ask you this question because off of the Van Der Esch injury, which happened weeks ago, Micah Parsons obviously moved around a lot more. It's kind of been really fun to watch how he's impacting the game from from different situations, but it's given, I feel like, the opportunity for Sam Williams to get some more reps at defensive end. I'm a big fan of his. I, I, I like what he can do for for you. What have you seen from him from the start of the year and now pretty much at the halfway point of the season on his progression? A little bit of it uh, falls into the line we were talking about on targets to some of our weapons on offense. I mean, we've got a good group of uh, defensive lineman there, and I'm I like you. I'm a big fan of Sam Williams. I mean, all he's done is uh, block a punt last week, uh, played gunner, uh, running, you know, four four five. I think at uh, six five and two hundred sixty pounds, and uh, playing the gunner role, and he's proud to do it. And then obviously comes up with a big sack fumble, giving us an opportunity uh, to make a play. And uh, I, I think he's, his skill set is uh, really good, has a bunch of upside, and as he gets more opportunities, I think all you'll do is see this guy uh, make more plays. Uh, uh, speaking of Mike, I agree with you. He just uh, keeps lining up in different places. He almost made an unbelievable play on himself blocking a putt uh, there late in the game and uh, uh, certainly had a chance on that uh, uh, hip fumble, as we like to call it. It almost landed right in his hands. And, you know, Mike in his uh, history as a running back, uh, he might have taken that one to the house. So, um, he's, a, uh, you know, we've got a good group of guys over there and, uh, all of them probably deserve to have more snaps, uh, in terms of that, uh, second group of guys, guys like Fowler and, uh, guys like Armstrong and, uh, and Sam, uh, you know, they're all doing a great job for us. And I think when given the opportunities, they make plays. Speaking of Micah, I'm not saying you're saying this at all. This is my opinion from watching all season and going back to last year. Is there any recourse if you feel like he's continually being held and the calls aren't being made? Do you submit video footage or anything like that? Can you walk us through what happens if you feel that's the case? Yeah, the the head coaches, they come up with their tape that they send in if, if they so desire to do so. And, uh, uh, you know, it's after the fact, so there's really not a lot you can do. But you you do sometimes want clarification on why something was called why something wasn't called and certainly uh you know i'm no different than anybody else feel like sometimes uh 
Uh, it's got to be extreme for them to call, call a hold on Micah, I think, just because <laughs> that offensive lineman's got to do something. And uh, I feel like, uh, you know, I'm sure a lot of people feel like their best pass rushers get held uh, more than what's called. But, uh, uh, you know, the guys, uh, you know, the officials do a great job out there in general. Uh, you know, it's a tough job, tough positions they're put in. But uh, uh, there is a system in place where, you know, our head coaches take the tape after a day like today. Uh, they send it in and they walk through it with Walt, who's head of officiating up there, and he can walk them through. You know, if they felt like it was uh, officials should have called something, shouldn't have called something, or, you know, obviously justify why, uh, you know, in the officiating crew's mind, uh, why they felt like it was called correctly, which is, uh, you know, it's a work in progress. Uh, you know, it's never going to be perfect, as we know. And uh, uh, But I do admire and respect uh, all our officials in the NFL. It's a difficult job, and, uh, you know, everybody's always going to have an opinion and a bigger opinion when it doesn't go your way than when it does. And uh, that's part of it most of the time. I think most people will tell you these things even out. You just hope there's a good consistency, which usually there is. And like I said, my hat's off to the officials in the NFL. They have a hard job, but overall, uh, I think they're trained well, and I think they do a good job. Appreciate it very much. Good, sir. We will uh, catch up with you again next Monday. Thanks a lot, guys. There you go. Steven Jones right here on 105.3 The Fan. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment down payment tax and delivery may be required see store for details we all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing and once again toyota is leading the way we hear a lot about fully electric vehicles and toyota has them with more coming in but we also know a bev is not for everyone whether it's because of cost range or concern about finding a charging station when you need it plus the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited enter beyond zero Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.